0: Our reading this evening is Daniel chapter 4. King Nebuchadnezzar, to all peoples, nations, and languages that dwell in the earth, peace be multiplied to you. It has seemed good to me to show the signs and wonders that the Most High God has done for me. How great are his signs, how mighty his wonders! His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and his dominion endures from generation to generation. At last Daniel came in before me, he who was named Belteshazzar, after the name of my God, and in whom is the spirit of the holy gods. And I told him the dream, saying, O Belteshazzar, chief of the magicians, because I know that the spirit of the holy gods is in you, and that no mystery is too difficult for you, tell me the visions of my dream that I saw and their interpretation. The visions of my head as I lay in bed were these. a watcher, a holy one, came down from heaven. He proclaimed aloud and said thus, Chop down the tree and lop off its branches, strip off its leaves and scatter its fruit. Let the beasts flee from under it and the birds from its branches. But leave the stump of its roots in the earth, bound with a band of iron and bronze amid the tender grass of the field. Let him be wet with the dew of heaven. Let his portion be with the beasts in the grass of the earth. Let his mind be changed from a man's, and let a beast's mind be given to him. And let seven periods of time pass over him. The sentence is by the decree of the watchers, the decision by the word of the holy ones, to the end that the living may know that the Most High rules the kingdom of men and gives it to whom he will and sets over it the lowliest of men. This dream I, King Nebuchadnezzar, saw And you, O Belteshazzar, tell me the interpretation, because all the wise men of my kingdom are not able to make known to me the interpretation, but you are able, for the spirit of the holy gods is in you. Then Daniel, whose name was Belteshazzar, was dismayed for a while, and his thoughts alarmed him. The king answered and said, Belteshazzar, let not the dream or the interpretation alarm you. Belteshazzar answered and said, "'My Lord, may the dream be for those who hate you "'and its interpretation for your enemies. "'The tree you saw, which grew grew and became strong, "'so that its top reached to heaven, "'and it was visible to the end of the whole earth, "'whose leaves were beautiful and its fruit abundant, "'and in which was food for all, "'under which beasts of the field found shade, "'and in whose branches the birds of the heavens lived. "'It is you, O king, who have grown and become strong.' And as it was commanded to leave the stump of the roots of the tree, your kingdom shall be confirmed for you from the time that you know that heaven rules. Therefore, O king, let my counsel be acceptable to you. Break off your sins by practicing righteousness and your iniquities by showing mercy to the oppressed, that there may be perhaps a lengthening of your prosperity. All this came upon King Nebuchadnezzar. And seven periods of time shall pass over you until you know that the Most High rules the kingdom of men and gives it to whom he will. Immediately the word was fulfilled against Nebuchadnezzar. He was driven from among men and ate grass like an ox, and his body was wet with the dew of heaven till his hair grew as long as eagle's feathers, and his nails were like birds' claws. At the end of days... I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted my eyes to heaven and my reason returned to me and I blessed the Most High and praised and honored him who lives forever. For his dominion is an everlasting dominion and his kingdom endures from generation to generation. All the inhabitants of the earth are accounted as nothing and he does according to his will among the host of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth and none can stay his hand or say to him, what have you done? At the same time, my reason returned to me And for the glory of my kingdom, my majesty and my splendor returned to me. My counselors and my lords sought me, and I was established in my kingdom, and still more greatness was added to me. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the king of heaven, for all his works are right and his ways are just, and those who walk in pride he is able to humble. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You would think that Nebuchadnezzar would have gotten it before this moment, before he found himself grazing like an ox, with hair as long as eagle's feathers and claws like a bird. You would have thought he would have gotten it by now. After all, we've had three chapters of Daniel to this point, of God teaching him lessons. Daniel was made stronger with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Daniel and those three men were made stronger even though they didn't eat the king's food. And the king said, their God must be mighty. And then Daniel interpreted that dream where it was a tower, uh, a a towering statue with gold on the top and silver and bronze and iron and clay. Daniel interpreted that dream. In fact, he gave the dream to Nebuchadnezzar when no one else could. And then, of course, as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were tossed into the burning, fiery furnace, Nebuchadnezzar should have known that their God, the Most High, is the Mighty One, and yet we find him today not fully convinced. We find him a year after he had had this vision, this terrifying vision, and Daniel interpreted it for him. We find him walking around and surveying his kingdom, as we so often do, walking around and surveying the things that we have built with our hands, the things that we have constructed, the things of which we are proud, walking around and like Scrooge counting all of his wealth. That's what Nebuchadnezzar was doing. You'd think that he would know better by now. One of the things that God does, which is surprising and shocking, is that he often gives us over, hands us over, to the things that we love, to the things that we should not love, the things that we shouldn't hold so dear. He hands us over to them and lets us have our way so that he can teach us not to trust in things of this world but to trust in him and that's what he does for Nebuchadnezzar Nebuchadnezzar trusts in himself he trusts in his might he trusts in his kingdom he trusts in the world that he thinks that he has created and so god hands him over he says if that's what you want to worship then go ahead if you want to be beastly then go ahead act like a beast This is exactly what St. Paul tells us happens to people when they practice unrighteousness. They are handed over to the desires of their flesh. Listen to what St. Paul says. He says, claiming to be wise, that's Nebuchadnezzar, they become fools and they exchange the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. That's what Nebuchadnezzar gave up. He was created like you and me, To be an image-bearer of the Almighty God. Not to eat grass like an ox. Not to roam in the field and be wetted with the dew in the morning. But to rule and exercise dominion over the beasts. To be an image-bearer of God. To be like God in righteousness and his wisdom. That's what Nebuchadnezzar was created for. But in his pride, in thinking more of himself than he should have, he was handed over. God gave them up. St. Paul says, to the lusts of their hearts, to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. That's the problem. Worshiping created things rather than the creator. That's at the root of just about every sin. Examine the sins that haunt in your hearts. And at the root of every one of those sins, you will see false worship. You'll see the worship of a created thing rather than the creator. You'll see, in the first instance, the worship of yourself. Putting yourself up high, being proud of yourself. You'll see yourself worshiping a creature of God rather than the creator. And here's what the psalmist says happens when you worship false gods. He says, you become like them. This is what he says about idols. Idols that are silver and gold idols that have mouths but do not speak, and ears but do not hear, and noses that do not smell. When people worship those things, they become like them. They become senseless. When we worship created and lowly things, we are brought low. We are made far beneath what we are meant to be. Instead of being elevated, lifted up, exalted, by the worship of the true God. That's what happened to Nebuchadnezzar. He walked around his kingdom, and he looked, and he saw, and he should have known better. And so God taught him a lesson. This is so important. It's not a punishment, although it felt like a punishment. God's not just spanking Nebuchadnezzar because he's angry at him, but God wants Nebuchadnezzar to see what happens when you worship created things. When you don't worship the Most High, he wants them to see that the Most High, that the Creator of the heavens and the earth, that God Almighty rules everything. And that just as he gave Nebuchadnezzar a kingdom, he can take it away in a moment. And just as he gave Nebuchadnezzar reason and might, he can take them away in a moment. He's going to afflict Nebuchadnezzar until all flesh recognizes that the Most High reigns, that he gives and he takes away. And so God turns the order on its head. Nebuchadnezzar, which should be, who should be ruling over his kingdom, becomes a subject. Who should be ruling over the beasts of the field, like the command was given to Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden? He becomes one of the beasts of the field, and he is called to repent. He should have listened. Should have listened to Daniel. Did you hear what Daniel said? Oh Nebuchadnezzar, take my advice. Things are not going to go well for you. Take my advice. Quit your sins. And practice righteousness. Quit your iniquities and show mercy. After all, what are sin and iniquity but beastly? Nebuchadnezzar was behaving like a beast, and so he was handed over to that beastliness. But Daniel said, No, you should instead live according to the image that is given to you. Do what you were meant to do. This is the message for you tonight. Do what you were meant to do. When God asks you to practice righteousness, to love your neighbor, to show mercy, to forgive, to do good, and expect nothing in return, when he asks you to do all of those things, he's not asking you to go above and beyond. He's not asking you to do some super special work that he's only asking of you. Instead, really, he's just asking you to be human, to do what you were meant to do, what you were created to do, what Adam and Eve did in the Garden of Eden, what we will one day do perfectly in heaven. He's asking you just to be a human and not a beast live like an image-bearer of God. Quit your sins and practice righteousness. Quit your iniquity and show mercy. That's what Daniel suggests to Nebuchadnezzar, but he forgets. He's stubborn or thoughtless or senseless or maybe his pride was too great. Thanks be to God that God did not give up on him. It really is a marvel. Can you imagine what it would be like if this happened to one of our rulers? I won't name names, but imagine any of our rulers... President, the governor, senators, congressmen, imagine if one day they lost all their senses and they lived out in the field, crawling around in the grass, eating grass, clawing at things, their hair was long, they looked like a homeless person, and worse, imagine if that happened to them and then they woke up one day, their reason returned to them and they said, the Lord God Almighty reigns. Wouldn't that be marvelous? Wouldn't that be amazing? Not just because of anything you might think about our rulers, but because of the confession. Because of how true it is. Because how glorious it is when anyone believes. How glorious it is when the most hard-hearted believe. How glorious it is that we have a God who can take even someone as proud as Nebuchadnezzar. And look, he had lots to be proud of. Someone as proud as Nebuchadnezzar, and he can turn him into a Christian. If God can do that, he can do anything for any of us. And that should be our prayer In light of this story, God disciplines Nebuchadnezzar by showing him what will happen to him if he continues to follow the desires of his heart. It's a hard lesson to be shown what will happen if you continue down the path you're going on. It's painful. It's painful to see. It's painful to feel. And you'd rather not know it. But God shows it to you. He shows you what will happen if you follow the desires of your heart so that you can turn from them and live. God's kindness is meant to lead us to repentance. Here's how St. Paul puts it. Do you presume on the riches of his kindness and his forbearance and his patience? How patient is our God? Not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance. His kindness, even in doing for you the very same thing that he did to Nebuchadnezzar. Maybe not that we find you one day out in the field grazing, but that he brings you low, that he humbles you, that he shows you what will happen, if you continue to follow your heart so that you can turn away from it and trust in him, that he teaches you what you were meant to be, it is so much better. It's so much better to practice righteousness, to show mercy, to love and forgive and be patient and kind. It is so much better to be like God than to be like a beast. It's so much better to be human, what God has made you to be, than to be the way this world would take you, the way your heart would take you, the way your flesh would draw you. Thank God. And let this be your prayer. It's a hard prayer. It's like the prayer we would say uh, on Ash Wednesday that God would teach us repentance. Pray that when your heart is misleading you, when your desires are taking you somewhere you should not go, pray that God would show you, as painful as it may be, that God would show you the end of those things, that he would show you where that leads so that you would turn and be saved. He certainly grants exactly what we pray for when we ask for such things. He grants wisdom and his Holy Spirit to everyone who asks. God, grant that also to you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.